Okay, welcome back to the KOLL podcast. We are in the overlap of week two, heading into week three. League Commissioner on the podcast again. Aaron is back with me. What's going on, brother? Too much. Feeling good after big win against Devontae's Inferno. Feeling real good. Not to bury the lead, but we got number one and number two in the power rankings on the podcast. One, two in the building. Right now, tickling the twine of the inner ear of everybody who's listening right now. We are going to start off today with a trade talk like we did last week. We're going to see if we can answer those burning questions we had from last week. We got the power rankings, six burning questions for week three, and the comment of the week. Let's get after it. Uh, really, the only trade that we need to talk about here of note, the Oracle trades Jacoby Brissett, Chris Olave, two 2023 first-round picks, and a 2024 first-round pick to the longest yard for Tyreek Hill and Matthew Stafford. Obviously, there's a second part to this trade, but let's just start right there. How do you feel about this trade? It was weird and also made sense all at the same time. It, it did. It made a lot of sense for, for uh, <clears throat> the longest yard, um, looking to kind of bolster a, a faltering roster, um, you know, getting rid of a couple of, uh, you know, decent players for some, some draft, for some draft capital. (laughs) Of course I get a phone call. No one calls me ever. (laughs) Um, You know, got some draft capital back um, and uh, got himself a a decent wide receiver um, and, and a, and a, you know, serviceable quarterback for, for Matthew Stafford and Tyreek Hill. I think Chris Olave is going to be an absolute stud. He should also be. is is something that that's why I was kind of most shocked about was the Oracle trading Chris Olave. He just said in the chat that uh, the longest yards negotiating tactics uh, got him Chris Olave. That was the the part that really surprised me. Obviously, the three first round picks as well because the Oracle seemed like a rebuilding team. Obviously, and then I thought, well, maybe he's trying to compete this year. It, I mean, he won this week. Uh, I thought that he won because he had Tyree Kill, and then I look and he doesn't even have Tyree Kill because he then took Tyree Kill and traded him to the Delongles for three first round picks. Let's say let's uh not talk about the Delongles side of it first. Let's stick with the Oracle. The Oracle essentially traded um what? Uh Jacoby Brissett and Chris Olave to get Matt Stafford. That's essentially what happened there. A quarterback on the tail of his career doesn't really make too much sense to me from the Oracle's perspective. Yeah, he basically did that, flipped, flipped picks and got, you know, traded away three firsts and then got three back. Um, I don't know how he keeps doing it. Um, well, and that kind of takes us over to the DeLongle side of it. We were talking before we started recording, and it was kind of like we had set the precedent in our league. And I want everyone to understand that that when something like this happens, it really just changes the whole dynamic of trade values in the league as a whole. It's kind of been a going rate. Three first-round picks lands you a franchise quarterback, a top 12, top 10 caliber quarterback is a going rate is three first round picks to trade three first round picks for a wide receiver 
has changed the whole dynamic of trades in the KOLL. And for me, personally, I am scared about what happened there. Absolutely. The, um, I mean, yeah, even in the NFL, you know, three firsts for, you know, that, that next, that next guy, the, the next best quarterback coming out, like that's, that's what the going rate is. That's what you trade for. Not for a third or fourth year wide receiver who just has speed. I, I just, when I oh. saw that, I couldn't believe it. Uh, couldn't even respond to it. A boomer knew- bust. Like I could like, one first round pick for Tyree Kill, I could understand. I would maybe go two first round picks if it's like Justin Jefferson. But for Tyreek Hill, such a boomer bust kind of guy, three first round picks. I mean, if you're gonna swindle somebody, Dylan's the one. I apparently <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I don't think he's point weak every week. I think he literally said, oh, Tyree Kill, and just hit a accept and uh-huh. didn't look at the other side of it. There was definitely no negotiating involved in that trade offer. It was just, yep, I'll take Tyree Kill. Here's my free first-round pick. Uh, I, wa- I worry about a guy like him because I just worry that some of these guys, once their team starts being bad, they're going to fail. Yeah. That's my concern is a dynasty league. I want everyone – I want these 12 guys to be good. Obviously, we have a, a guy or two on the hot seat. Uh, but overall, you know, it's a pretty good group. They're all pretty uh, knowledgeable. We know what we're doing. And you see something happen like this, and it's just like, man, and we talked about the Delongos last week. Like, they're a good team right now, but they're an injury or two away from catastrophe. You're absolutely right. Uh, it, could, it could happen. I mean, look what happened to Trey Lance. I mean, that can happen to anybody. Yeah, if he loses Josh Allen, yep. he might be the worst team in the league. He very well could be. I mean, who? there's nobody. I mean, is there any quarterback to pick up? You're looking, then no. you're looking to take those, you know. No. I just had to blow all my fab on Cooper Rush. No, right. there's no just, quarterbacks uh, available. You know, you're picking up the Bills backup before, hopefully before anyone else does and 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 go for broke. Granted, uh, the Bills backup is Case Keenum, who has a history of That's coming true. in and doing pretty well. However, I mean, I mean, if I'm him, I have Case Keenum on my roster right, right. now, which you know I, I might go on sleeper right now and pick him up. All right, I'm doing the same thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on and uh, recap last week by seeing if we can answer our six burning questions. I did not write your burning questions down, so uh, if you remember them. Um, All right, so the first burning question was from your matchup of the week, and it was, who is the top dog? And I think we can emphatically say Nick Top, Greg Bottom, proved to be the top dog this week in that matchup. Yeah, um, I actually, my statement was that, you know, it could get ugly for me, but, um, you know, uh, the Monday night games proved out to be uh, just a, kind of shitty for jer um you know dallas goddard uh, one of his you know the the top scorer out of the four guys he had going and uh you know just cook henry and uh my favorite player uh kirk cousins just didn't really perform so helped uh, me out big time prime time kirk cousins shits in his pants yet again (laughs) <laughs> I don't really know what the Vikings were doing, to be honest. Um, 
You, you got to feel for Jer a little bit because those two running backs, Derrick Henry and, and uh, Alvin Cook, you know, they should be studs and they're not. Yeah, you're expecting right you're expecting 40 to 50 points out of those guys and just didn't happen. Yeah, no doubt. OK, the next matchup was who's Justice Beaver and the longest yard. My question was, who is the leader of the corporation? And who's Justice Beaver scored the highest, uh, the most points in the league and won by 120 points. Uh, so I think we have a clear leader right now in the corporation. That was unbelievable that you had like four of the top scorers yeah. in the, the entire NFL. There were some wild scoring guys and a lot of them happened to be on my team. That's crazy. That just, just <laughs> luck of the draw. I, I told this, I'm telling everybody because it's wild, but between those four guys, Diggs, Amara, St. Brown, Waddle, and Tua, they were worth over 200 points. That means the, the remainder of my team was only worth about 45. That's crazy. It's wild. <laughs> it was wild. a wild week. Um, I was, I knew I was doing good, but like I don't usually check on my scores until in between the one o'clock and the four o'clock game. Just like a superstition thing, you know. I'm right. a superstitious guy. No, so you I knew you were doing well watching that. Baltimore uh, Dolphins. Yeah, I knew it was going well. And, like, the funny thing is, is, like, I forget I have Tua because I'm so, like, I don't want to have to start Tua. I don't even think about it. And then, like, he threw his six touchdowns. I was like, hey, I have Tua. That's awesome. And then I went on and I looked, and the first thing I saw was Nelly telling me I could stop now. <laughs> um, yeah, new league record, 251 points, I believe. What was the record? Uh I don't know. It was 220-something. That's killed it. <laughs> yeah. It was a brutal week to be a longest yard. What did I say last week? I said it was going to hurt. It, it did. And it absolutely did. All right. Next matchup was the longest yard. Who did they play? Forever Uncle? Uh The Longles? No, you played uh, longest yard. Didn't you? No, I played Long Island Beasts. Oh, right, right, right. I have it minimized on my screen. Was it Forever Unclean? Cut that, cut that, cut that. And now I got to go back to week two. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, who are we talking about? Matchups. Long Island Beasts. Forever Unclean played the yeah, longest yeah. yard. Okay. Yep. All right. So the matchup was Forever Unclean against the longest yard. And my question was, where are you, longest yard? And, yeah. uh, to answer that question, I still have no clue. He was the least efficient team in week one, and he was the least efficient team in week two. He started Julio Jones, who did not play. He had another guy get a zero. And had if he would have played his best points lineup this week, he would have won by eight points. Oh, wow. That yeah, hurts. it seems like he's got some weird guys on the bench. and um, He he actually took uh, Aaron Jones out out of his lineup for this coming week. So it's kind of like, what are you, what's going on? What are you thinking? It's um, gotta be the air in New Jersey. <laughs> it must be. Come back um, to PA. Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, yeah. My question was, uh, you know, can he bounce back and just doesn't look like he can right, right away yet. So uh, maybe this week. No, I think it's a, a full rebuild is in the is in the works right now for the longest yard. We knew when he drafted last year, it was kind of like a win now situation. When he didn't win now, now we're seeing the fall off. 
Yeah, and he's he's facing the Delongos this week, so it's going to be another tough. Not a good place to be, that's for sure. The next matchup was the Thick Dicks against the Melonheads. My question was, who's horny? And the answer is the Thick Dicks. They scored over 200 points this week. Yeah, came out of nowhere, took the took the L to Nick Top Greg Bottom last the week before and comes right back strong and beats Bobby by almost 60 points. He went full chub, in fact. Uh full <laughs> chub on the Melonheads. <laughs> he did. He did benefit from that Lamar Jackson uh stellar game. Oh yeah, he had Lamar the too. No, yeah. The no defense game, <laughs> the one o'clock Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lamar. And everybody just pulled it out for him. I mean, yeah. McCaffrey had a great game. Chubb had a great game. Mike Williams had a great game. Tyler Lockett had a great game. I mean, his entire roster almost. Aaron Rodgers put up over 20 points. So, like, he had no reason to not win. So, yeah, it would have been great if he would have played you and he had to take the L. (laughs) That would have been good. I In another one of my leagues, I have, you know, a lot of the same guys. And uh, I scored, like, 185 points, and my opponent was the second highest score in the league. Wow. Like 158. Uh, sucks to sucks to be that guy. That's for sure. Okay. The next matchup was Austin 316. I believe that was against the DeLongles. Yep. Austin 316 against the DeLongles. My question was, whose seat is hotter? These were the, you know, we both said these are the laziest owners in the league. And uh, I think it was and will remain Austin 316, who is uh, – not listening to the podcast, not participating in the chats, not accepting any trades, and scoring the least amount of points in the league. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, at least Dylan's making an effort. He's doing some, you know, he's making some moves. He he chats a little bit here and there, but uh, are the moves great? Maybe not, but uh, they're moves to say the least. Yeah, uh, you know, like we said before the show too. You know, the longs, both of them, they 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 don't respond terribly too often, but they participate a little bit. They're just usually like a day and a half, two days behind. Right. Exactly. They respond yeah. to messages a hundred messages before they respond. <laughs> it's crazy. It is. All right, the last one was the E.T. Elians against the Oracle, and my statement was the E.T. Elians should be number 12, and now they very well could be. We're going to find out in the next segment. Yeah, they very well could be. Um, my my uh, my question was how many first rounds does it take to get out of last place, and I guess it's, you know. However many. What did we say it was? Uh, seven this upcoming season and eight the season after? I mean, he's, he's just got a stranglehold on the draft for the next two seasons. There could be a point in about three or four years where the Oracle only has first, second, third year players. That's crazy. Very crazy. He's I mean, gonna he, end makes, up he tries to make a move this year, though. He could you know, start to see some of those dwindle away. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it, you look at this year's draft, and I don't how many guys are actually putting up numbers this year. But uh, you know, you got to get the right guys. That's for sure. Um, maybe a little taste of victory, and maybe Oracle might get that itch to compete a little more. We're gonna find yeah. out. Sell, sell it all. All right, let's kick it over to the pre-week three AP top 12. Remember, this comes from the Associated Press. It is not from me. I have no bearing over these rankings. So please, if you have a, a complaint that you would like to file, reach out to me. 
I'll give you the address and the phone number for the Associated Press, and you can talk to them and see if you can get it worked out. So, number 12, with 502 points, it is not the Aliens. It's the longest yard. Yeah, as it as it probably should be. Um, I mean, Jack's team is at least putting up some points. Um, I mean, yeah. Mike's, Mike's got to figure out his, uh, his roster issues and try to get some better – yeah, like you said, he could have won this week. Yeah. Luck of the draw. Just uh, sometimes you just got to play the right guys at the right time. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't the Ethiopians at number 12. I wanted him to be so bad. The first time I did it, I wrote 12 points. I mean, the first time the Associated Press sent me their their uh, first their rough copy, it said ETL, and then it was erased. I saw the erase marks from the pencil, and then it said the longest yard. So I knew they wanted to, but unfortunately, the ETLians ended up at number 11, also at 0-2, 597 points. Yeah, he's uh... – I mean, the Oracle came out of nowhere, putting up almost 170 points, um, pretty much just shocking the world, you know, one and one, one and one going into week three. Just wait until you see how high in the power rankings the Oracle climbed. (laughs) Boy. Number 10 with 600 points. One and one is Austin 316. Yep. I could have called that. Um, yeah, another another stinker this week. I mean, eighty-one points. Yeah, just uh, what can you say? Just uh, got to get active. Got to get active. Got to do something. You know, you can stink all you want, but you know, as long as you're participating, you won't piss off your commissioner. <laughs> all right, number nine answers a question we just had five minutes ago. One in one, six hundred and thirty-three points. It is the Oracle. Yeah, climbing out of the basement, making his move. Um, you know, he's he he loves to wheel and deal, and he's going to keep doing it. And it could bite him in the ass, but it could uh, get him out of the basement. So, yes, sir. And I tell you what, he is only one point behind, one seeding point behind the number eight team in the league, which is the Owen Two Melonheads, six hundred and thirty-four points, as he should be. Um, yeah, uh, Bob has. Uh, made a lot of claims for this season and uh so far he hasn't really uh hasn't really produced so we'll see where we're at i mean i'm I'm actually shocked he's not lower than uh than the oracle maybe this week uh he has he scored about 54 more points than the oracle that i think that's why the ap went there gotcha Number seven, uh, by the way, that's where the cliff is in the league. The rest of these teams are all uh, legit championship contenders. Number seven, one and one is forever on clean, 868 points. I feel like uh, he's underachieving. Um, yeah. Being one and one, I feel like his team could be doing a lot better. Um, just, you know, had uh, kind of th- that, that Cincinnati game was weird. Um, you know, Mixon didn't do do a whole lot. Um, James Conner didn't take a lot of the snaps. Um, kind of got overplayed by the uh, the other running back there. So kind of weird, but I, I feel like he could be that guy that just that dark horse. He's gonna just come out of nowhere and go on a five game win streak like he did last year. Yeah, he very well could. Uh, I was just wanted to go back and look. Yeah, he's middle of the pack in points scored right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's points against. I'm sorry. Points for 
yeah, still middle. Of, all right, still middle of the pack. He's definitely got some things to go. Um, I just wanted you mentioned Joe Mixon and the Bengals. Most of the Bengals games this year have been very weird. Um, it's kind of frustrating me because, I mean, if you listen to Destination Football, Joe Mixon was my RB2 pre-draft. I thought he was the number two running back. And he is getting the ball so much, and he's just not being efficient right now. If he can can even just get up to four and a half yards of carry, he could be dominant right now in fantasy, and he's just not. They really should have worked on that line on the offseason. I just don't understand. I mean, being an Eagles fan, I love the fact that they spend on the O-line and it it pays dividends. Well, the Bengals did try. I'm not going to lie. They tried. They drafted one. They brought in Lyle Collins, but that offensive line is not playing well. Joe Burrow is still on his back. Yeah, that was an ugly game. I, I couldn't even watch it. I, I I just I flipped I and I couldn't even watch the Patriots Pittsburgh game the other yes. on the other channel it was just trash football yes, in this terrible. area at one Absolutely o'clock horrible. on Sunday. Uh, it's it's funny too because the, all the other one o'clock games were incredible. Yeah, I mean if you're a Jaguars fan, that game was incredible. But if you like the Colts or regular football, wasn't that incredible? Yeah, I need to get on the streaming side of everything. You know what I did? There's this um, there's this app called Fubo TV. You okay, heard of it? Yeah, yeah. It's like a live TV thing, but they mm-hmm. have a free week trial. So what I did was last week I used an email address, and then this week I used a different one. And I'll use uh, I'll use every single email address I have, and then I'll create new ones. And it comes with NFL Red Zone. That's Awesome. Yeah, which I've never used red zone before, but it was awesome because it literally the closest team to an end to the end zone gets the screen and there's no commercials. It's just football all day long. Yeah, that's crazy. It's amazing. Highly it's recommend. A great, I, I love red zone. It's just a great, it's crazy that that host basically stands there for six hours talking yeah. about <laughs> true, true. And then uh, I, I also streamed the Jaguars game illegally on my phone. Oh, there you go. I also did that. Okay. Number six, one and one. This is the thick dicks, 902 points. Yeah, he's uh, he really wants to compete. I mean, you can tell he's always chomping at the bit. Um, apparently wants to trade. He wants, you know, wants to be the top dog. Um, He's gonna he's gonna be a he's gonna be a problem for a lot of teams. He is gonna be a problem. Uh, this uh, he I, did I just did I tell you about how I think he's the Tyree Kill of this league? <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, I'm dead ass. Like he could, he could easily score the most points in the league and also easily score the least. Like there's no we have no clue. It's a toss up with the pick picks. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. All right, next up is number five, one and one, Long Island Beast, 940 points. Yeah, um, again, another guy who could just go on a run, five five in a row and just be just murder down the, down the stretch. Um, he, uh, you know, he took the L to you last week, but I mean, you know, everybody would have. But, uh, you know, he still put up. I mean, it was, it was he underachieved last week. Let's just be honest. Do you he did. Anybody, do you leave anybody on the bench? Uh, not really. Yeah, no, it just uh, who his bench was barren last week. Damn, <laughs> damn, was it barren? Oh, he's already got. Oh, he's got. I mean, he's got Cole Beasley, Odell Beckham. Cole Beasley just got signed. Odell's not even on a team right now. Yeah, uh, 
being the, being such a deep bench, it might not be a bad guy to hold on to. Yeah, true. No, uh, definitely. I mean, if if uh, Odell wasn't on his team, I would be trying to put him on mine because he'll be back eventually. He's not done. You just you had two players that probably outscored. You know, two players on your bench that outscored his. You know, his whole bench. <laughs> well, yeah, Ashton Doolin getting it done. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I just want to throw this out there. It's a good I really thing you, you good thing you took out Rashad Penny because he did nothing. Yeah. Uh and then put there's in Palmer, thing, 13. Palmer. Oh, that's true. We talked about that. How I yeah. I left it. Yeah, Keenan Allen did not play, by the way. Yeah, what that was weird. It must have been a mistake. I was I listened to the episode for the first time today. Like obviously I listened to it when I edited it and I was here when I recorded it. So it's not like necessary. I listened to it, but I listened to it today and I was laughing at that part because like he didn't play. Yeah, it must have been a mistake on Sleeper. Hopefully. Or a sleeper sleeper is supposed to be the smartest app. They were confused that Josh Palmer was playing. Probably. That's about <laughs> it. All right. Number four, one and one, Devontae's Inferno, nine seventy one. Knocked out of first place. Yeah, he's uh, probably going to stay there. I think he he's desperate. I know he's I know he's been trying to make some moves and some trades, and people just aren't responding to him. Um, but I mean, again, his team kind of underperformed that Monday night. The Monday night games just didn't help him out at all. Um, yeah, I think I had like a fifty point lead on him or so, and and uh, I was like, God, he's got four guys going. Like this could get ugly real fast. Like if well, he, if he wants ball. another tight end, thumb him me up. I got David and Joku yeah. for him. <laughs> he <laughs> might need one. Doesn't look like Schultz. I think Schultz is going to be done. So that's true. Yeah, he did suffer an injury. That's tough. All right, number three, two and zero. Oh, it's the Delongles, nine hundred and ninety nine points. They have the most successful, uh, most successful guy who doesn't care about his team. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was the lowest scoring winner this week. <laughs> I mean, he was the only guy. He's probably one of the only guys that had all three of his first rounders for the next three years, and just traded them all away. And he traded like away that. his first, and he dropped his first rounder from this year. He's just yeah. giving away first round picks, just giving them away. Um, yeah, he, but again, tough team. I mean, he didn't really, honestly, he didn't do well this week. It's a good thing that he was playing Austin three sixteen. Yeah, he like I said, low, lowest scoring winner. He's definitely got a. Uh, a lot of guys who can put up 20 points every every week. Uh, almost his whole starting lineup, except for Chase Edmonds, is like uh, 20 points waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Just uh, also, you know, I don't know what happened with Devontae Adams. You know, Debo Samuel is kind of probably going to be better now that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. Yeah, I mean, but Carr only throws to Devontae Adams. You know that. I, right? I, oh, my gosh. I'm looking at his team right now. He has Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro in his starting lineup. That is crazy. I just saw that, too. He's got all the Raiders. I did I mean, not even realize that. That's crazy because, I mean, I know he drafted Waller because he took him right before me. And, uh, I mean, Devontae Adams was on his team from last year, so it just that's the luck of switching teams. And, yeah, he picked up Hunter. That was like his only pickup last year was Hunter Renfro. That's crazy. He has like the three top receivers for that team. That is that is weird. How about Hunter Renfro giving away that game? Oh, wow, fumbled Fumbling two plays twice. in a row. I mean, he fumbled twice. Right. He, I, he was like, so shorthanded last year too. You would think after the first one, he'd really hang on to the ball. But let me tell you what, he got fucking pancaked on that play. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you're five six playing wide receiver in the NFL. Yep, yep, yep. And and when you're white, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number two, two and zero. Who's Justice Beaver? One thousand one hundred and eighteen points. Wow, that's actually surprising. Um, yeah, I honestly thought you'd be number one. Um, well, number two beats number one, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, what can you say? Just murdered it this this week. Couldn't believe it. Just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just four guys. That's just crazy. Yeah, and that's I think that's too what you have to you have to think about that. Like I said, other than those four guys, my team was not good. Yeah, like, I just not I, good. It was really weird that like, you know, Baltimore is known for their defense and just like just didn't do anything. Like, I felt like it was just like, all right, we're just gonna put the gas pedal on the offense, both sides, you know, both teams, and just see where we can run this score up to. Yeah. Well it, crazy. Last year Baltimore kind of started having trouble with stopping the pass and they're off to a really really poor start start this year that's actually a team i'm targeting a lot in like daily fantasy and stuff hmm. to throw against baltimore that's good to know because i actually uh my other league i carry baltimore baltimore's defense oh yeah uh yeah maybe i'll try to start uh, shuffling might have to look at it i'm a streamer i hate yeah defenses, i, I usually like know. to do that too um but I just hadn't done it this year. Yeah. The, the I have league one, I play in is, is so high scoring. It's crazy. Yeah. I have one league that has defenses. It's you know, the, the league I don't commission because if I commission a league, we're not having fucking defenses in the <laughs> league. But uh, the one league that I do have, that I do play with defenses, just to put it in perspective, I dropped the Rams defense this week. Wow. Because I don't, what's the point of having two? I don't want to play them. I don't remember who they play this week, but somebody good. And I was like, I don't want to play them. Damn. So, bye. All right. Number one, two and oh, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. By the way, this is a perfect score 1,250 points. Really? Wow. That's the highest you can get. That's crazy. I just decided that. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I felt like I, I felt like it could have went better. Um, you know, I, I have my, uh, my faithful guy there, uh, Cooper cup, just putting up 30 every week and that's great. And, um, just, I still wish I could just, I, I'm still scouring. I'm still looking for that, that extra piece. Uh, I just don't know who to pull the trigger on a trade with Curtis Samuel. Jesus. Yeah. Curtis Samuel was, uh, you know, he just, uh, fell in my lap from, uh, from the Oracle. Damn, you got like the you got the best bench in the league this week. Yeah, I don't know how. Like it's crazy. And and yeah, I love the uh I like seeing Carson still like, you know, putting up points if I ever need to throw him in there. Um I don't like the matchup this week against Philly, but um you know, my other quarterbacks are 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 doing just fine. I was a little worried about Kyler Murray into the second half. He was still in like single digits, but finally got his shit together. Yeah. Since I'm not going to have you on the podcast next week, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, how is it going to feel when Dougie P comes up to Philadelphia next week and beats the Eagles in, in Philly? That would be interesting. Um, I, I don't see it happening, but um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I really like Doug Peterson too. I love I Dougie P. Why, I don't know why they, I don't know what it is about this city that they just ruin people <laughs> in every sport. They, they turned ruined. on him so fast. I don't get it. 
I feel like it's not even the fan base. It's just the fucking, the ownerships of every team. Yeah. Every, every Eagles fan that I, I talk to about it is always, they're always like, I love Doug Peterson. I don't know why we got rid of Doug Peterson. He's going to do great in Jacksonville. I was like, yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, Braun brought the first Super Bowl. I mean, the next season, it was almost like, I don't know, something happened because his offense went completely vanilla. And it's like, what is he doing? Is he trying to lose? Like, I, I haven't seen a Jacksonville game yet this year, but, I mean, has his offense looked at least innovative? The, the, I'm, I'm going to level with you, and I'm not just – I'm not being biased. This is a, a, a common sentiment right now. The Jags look pretty good. They are a team on the rise. That's good. I mean, he the, the year we won the Super Bowl, the offense was awesome. I loved watching it. Um, that was the year I was overseas. I remember vividly watching all the games, like, cause I'd have to wake up at like two o'clock in the morning to catch these games and, you know, find a TV that, that had the game on if it was playing. Um, so that season sticks in my memory very well. And I just remember that the offense was awesome. And a lot of that was, I think from Doug Peterson. And then the next season, it was like, is he just trying to get fired? <laughs> like, I just didn't understand it. Maybe. I mean, Something, I would I would say something happened probably between him and Wentz and then with the front office and something had to have There happened. was something because they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles and then correct me if I'm wrong, Nick Foles was a Jaguar the following season. Uh, or was Foles still on the team the following year? No, he was actually – was he still on the team the next season? I don't think he was because I think that was a lot of the dissent with the, the Eagles fan base was that uh, they kept Wentz and, and moved on from Nick Foles after Foles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd have to look at how that all went down, but I, I know – I know – no, I think Foles came in at the end of the next season too. It's a possibility. I know, one right. of the, I know that the season he finally left was the season he got knocked out by um, that one uh, yeah, defensive I, end. But, I mean, yeah. I don't need to go into it too much, but, I mean, Nick Foles isn't good. So, I mean. No, he it, caught lightning in a bottle, and yeah. that was all he needed to do. He got hot that one year. I've had people try to argue with me about it. I'm like, come on. He had that one year he got really hot. And other than that, he's been terrible. Everywhere he's been, he's been horrible. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the six burning questions for week number three. Okay, number one matchup is number seven, Forever on Clean, versus number 10, Austin 316. And my burning question is, who is doing the laundry this month? (laughs) My question question was, who's doing the dishes? (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny uh all right i i guess i don't need to go in the explanation uh last i heard these two are roommates so that's where that came from <laughs> that's funny all right number the second matchup is number 12 the longest yard versus number three the, the longles my question is who can go longer because it's the longest yard against the the longles <laughs> ah, i see what you did there <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah this could be a uh, this could be a turnaround for mike maybe um you know dylan uh, has another uh kind of a stinker week and maybe mike can overachieve a little bit and maybe get out of the get, get in the wind column 
Well, with that new addition, Jacoby Brissett, maybe. Oh, yeah. Big time. Ooh, uh, <laughs> they don't, uh, you know, blow a two-touchdown yeah. lead in the last minute of the game. Currently, the DeLongles are the favorite by 69%. All right. Third matchup is number five, Long Island Beasts versus number nine, the Oracle. My question is, oh, wait, wait, wait. I had something. Hold on, hold on. All right, hold go on. ahead. I just got to pull it out. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it. It's a YouTube clip. Okay. It's taking too long. It's, it's loading. Uh, can the Oracle start a winning streak for the first time in franchise history? All right, you guys, let's listen up. We won a game yesterday. If we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. So let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. I got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. All right. Did you hear it? I couldn't. I couldn't hear it. Ah, oh, bummer. I'll have to supplement it in. It was the clip from Major League Two where he's that's, like. That's what I thought. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I thought. I figured that's where you were going. All right. I'll have to supplement that in. But it was, uh, can the Oracle start a winning streak for the first time in franchise history? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, I think Nelly's team rolls him this week. Um, he, back. Oracle's trying to make moves, but I don't think he's making the right ones. Just Not yet. lately. No. The fourth matchup, number eight, Melonheads versus number one, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. My question, well, they're a precursor. 0-2, oh, uh, going up, up against the number one team in the league. Not a good place to be for the Melonheads. The question is, can Nick Top, Greg Bottom, assert his dominance? Yeah, the, the, the dominance is definitely going to be uh, asserted. Um, asserted and inserted. Inserted and asserted all around. Uh, the Melonheads are going to go home feeling a little deflated. Um, Derek Carr is going to throw all over them and uh, just put up mad points. Send in the car. Um, he'll 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 throw to Renfro, Devonte Adams, Waller. He might even throw to Rugs. Uh, <laughs> you gotta throw it to Rugs. That might even happen. So, yeah. Um, California penal. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get? How'd you play for them? Stolen car. Okay. The fifth matchup is number two, who's Justice Beaver versus number 11, E.T. Ellians. This comes to the story. The E.T. Ellians, believe it or not, are favored to win this matchup by five points. That's crazy. Um, yeah, looking at that now. Um, yeah, I know uh, I know you want to see Jack at the bottom of the list for whatever reason. I want to <laughs> jack, jack him straight off down to number 12. <laughs> all right well it'll be an interesting matchup is this the is this the matchup of the week or no the next one is oh. but the funny thing is like i i looked at it today and i was like how is he 51 percent? i was like how is he favored to beat me and i started like comparing guys and i was like what is happening here his his quarterbacks uh, are projected to be like 10 points better than mine yeah is- but i mean you're looking at i mean Travis Etienne hasn't done anything yet. Uh, Eckler hasn't really 
done anything yet. Um, you know, is CD Lamb going to have the same kind of game? You know, that's a that's a that's a division matchup. That's always tough uh, on Monday night. Never know, but um, yeah, I I think your team is definitely stacked. It probably isn't going to do the same thing that they did last week, but damn. Let me just say, Stefan Diggs is the best fantasy football player in the, in the NFL right now. That was just I, I would not. Uh, I, I started, would not pick against any team that had Stefan Diggs. I, I started watching that game, and then, you know, the Eagles game came on, so obviously I flipped over, but they kept showing all of the highlights, and it was just like every time. It was just Diggs, Diggs, Diggs. It's like, Jesus Christ. Diggs and Allen are on a different level than, yeah. than most quarterback wide receiver combos. How, how is nobody covering him that one? I mean, he was wide open. Wide open. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. the crazy thing is, though, even when he's covered tightly, Josh Allen puts the ball in the right spot and Diggs makes the catch. Wild. I love him. Chemistry. I love him. Stefan Diggs is a dog. Josh Allen, dog. I love the Bills. I've been picking him to win the Super Bowl for three years. I need to be right one of these times. All right. The last matchup is the matchup of the week. It is a number four, Devontae's Inferno versus number six, the Thick Dicks. The question is, the Thick Dicks are hot. Are they hot enough to burn an Inferno? I'm going to go with the, the hot take and say, yeah, I think the upset is coming. Um, I, I don't like what's going on in, in Denver with Russell Wilson. Um, not a big fan of him anyway. Uh got the you know i i just think he's gonna come come strong again uh may not put up 200 points but i think he's gonna he's, he's gonna edge him out if the thick dicks come hard again in Devonte's inferno he might blast him right out of the league Oof, yeah i mean dropping if a he, couple dropping a couple more in the power ranking if he comes hard enough <laughs> it'd be tough all right, those are your six burning questions. Now let's finish it off with the comment of the week. Uh, my comment, again, isn't funny, but it was funny to me. It was funny to me when I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was funny to me when I was going back through today, trying to pick my comment of the week. And it could have maybe been covered in the trades talk earlier in this show. But the... <laughs> My comment of the week is the Oracle trading the Thick Dicks a third round pick for nothing, for zip, for nada, for absolute. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, I thought it was a mistake. And I actually went into the trades and was like, wow, you can actually do this. <laughs> I did not even know you could do that. I found it absolutely hilarious that Greg was probably, okay. I don't know who made the offer. Was it Greg or was it Nick? I have no clue. But whoever did it, it was probably just a troll job. And the other person hit accept. And there there it is. Here's a third round pick for free. Yeah, I mean, if uh, the Oracle wants to send any picks my way, you know, feel, right? feel free. Jeez, uh, I'll swap you a first for a couple of thirds, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so my comment is actually um, something you wrote. Um, just wanted to make sure. Uh, were you able to get home all right? What happened? You, asked for a, you were looking for a jump. Oh, and all right. So I'm going <laughs> to tell no the story. Responded. I know. And that's okay. It was the middle of the day. And uh, yeah. you know, what are you going to say? No, like, I get it. Yeah. But 
So what happened was I was at work and I was leaving work and I had to stop at the corner store. When I tried to start my car at work, it went like, but then it fired up. No problem. I was like, well, that was weird. And I looked up and I noticed my interior light was on. And I had gone out to my car earlier in the day looking for my safety glasses. And it's, you know, when I get there at 530 in the morning, it's dark. So I got to turn my light on. But I swear I turned it off. But apparently I didn't, which means it was on from 530 in the morning until I left work at four or two o'clock that day or whatever it was. And I was like, OK, but my car started. So I was like, all right, it's fine. No big deal. I drove to the corner store, tried to start my car. Click, 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 click. I was like. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. And of course, like, like, uh, don't tell the police, but my car is uh, technically the registration suspended on it. It's a whole <laughs> big deal. It was because they said I had an insurance lapse because I changed my insurance. And I didn't know I had to update it on PennDOT. And they just immediately like, boom, your registration suspended. I was like, oh, that's fucking great. Now they're telling me I got to pay $500, but I don't have $500 to get it unsuspended. So but that's besides the point. It's not a pity party. The point is, I was stranded at this corner store <laughs> with a, a car that's not technically street legal. So I called uh, I called my my buddy who always has jumper cables who was still at work. And I said, yo, do you have your jumper cables? My car won't start. And he said, actually, I just took them out last night. I was like, what are the fucking odds? <laughs> but I called my brother who works with me. I said, yo, do you have jumper cables? Nah, man, I don't. Well, that's fantastic. I called three other people who I, I work with. The only other person who is who I could think of who would have definitely have jumper cables. I called him and I said, "Yo, you still at work?" He goes, "No, nah, I was off today." Oh, fuck! I'm like, "Shit!" And so I call my dad, who I who also works there, and he's like, "Oh, I don't have cables. Well, I'll be right over." And I'm like, "Well, Dad, I don't need you to come over here if you don't have cables. What are you gonna do? Hold my hand? I'm Thirty years old. I'm okay. I just need somebody to give me a jump." Uh, so I call my one sister. She's at work. She goes, oh, I don't have any. I was like, fuck. So I call my other sister and she's like, yeah, I have jumper cables. I was like, cool. She's like, give me like 20 minutes. She'll be down. Awesome. I sit there. I wait. It's like 25 minutes. So she got down there. It doesn't matter. My oldest sister, I know you're not listening, but thank you for coming down. Um, she uses her jumper cables and my car won't start. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, what's happening? My dad's going, it doesn't sound like it's good. It doesn't it doesn't sound like it's getting any juice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, that's why I texted you guys. I was like, does anybody have jumper cables? Like I'm, I don't know. I'm stuck here. Desperate. <laughs> um, so anyway, she, she's like, well, maybe my jumper cables aren't working. She called somebody else who she knows they didn't have cables. She was like, let me walk over to the garage, the, the little shop right down the street. Yeah. So maybe they have jumper cables. Maybe they can help us out. Goes down there, comes back up with this real nice guy. His name was Jose. He was real cool. He came with his his portable charger and his portable jumper cables. You know what I mean? He put he came over, no charge, no nothing, didn't question it. Put the thing on my battery. He said, "Well, it's got juice, so it should be." I was like, "Get yeah, my interior light." He's like, "Yeah, that's probably what happened." Charge it up real quick. Hit the jumper cables. Say, "Go ahead, start it." Boom, started right up. I was like, great, it's fantastic. My man, Jose, from the shop, I can't remember. I wanted to give him a review on Yelp, but I don't remember what the place is called now. <laughs> my man, Jose, came through and, and hooked me up. But let me tell you something. My oldest sister, she's a, 
she's 40 years old. She's a lot older than me. She's 42 years old now, I think. She's a lot older than me. She came down in the clutch for her little bro, you know what I mean? Like, even with the extra mile that she went down the road and asked the shop to help give me a jump because I have too much social anxiety to go ask another man I've never met before <laughs> to give me a jump, you know what I mean? I don't have enough uh, fortitude to do something like that. But uh, I ended up getting my car started and I made it home in time for my wife to make it to work on time. So all's well that ends well. It worked out. Well, that's good. That's good. my story. And that's how this podcast is going to end. Uh, enjoy your football. Yeah.